What's going on, everybody? Appreciate you all tuning in to another episode here of Phoenix Beatdown. Of course, as always, I'm your host, Scott Snyder, and we're going to be going into all the craziness that happened on the UFC at uh, first show on ESPN Plus, UFC Fight Night Brooklyn. It was definitely a crazy one. We're going to get into all the recap on there as well as getting into some of the latest news. Um, actually, you know what we're going to go ahead and do is switch it up a little bit. I'll recap the event and then also just get into the news that happened following the event because a lot of things are kind of, I feel like they're starting to be set up in play here. And we have a couple of fights already um, set up here. So let's go ahead and get into it. Of course, appreciate you guys listening to as always. First off, just to start, was it an early stoppage? Was it not? Of course, I'm talking about the main event. Featuring Henry Cejudo taking on TJ Dillashaw. Now, as we all know by now, Henry Cejudo was able to stop TJ Dillashaw in 32. So what was it 30 seconds, 45 seconds, something crazy. And you know what? It's a lot of the a lot. Of was it an early stoppage? What is the late stoppage? Here's what I will say. First off, you know you're gonna have your opinion on that. What I'm gonna say first off is. We've seen a lot worse stoppages, guys. I think that just the magnitude, because it was champion versus champion, and you know everybody wanted to. Sub, I think I think everybody wanted to see TJ trying to take out the flyweight division, I believe, but it just didn't happen. And I think if we're getting caught up on you know if it was an early stoppage or not, but let's not forget the fact that Cejudo had TJ Dillashaw in trouble. He's a flyweight. You know Dillashaw was coming down to his weight class, and within the first minute he had him down. Looking at the floor, uh, punching him in. You know, I guess you got to say, was TJ really responding? Think about that. Was he really going out there, you know, still looking to win the fight? Um, You know, me personally, I would have liked to see it go a little bit longer, um, especially with this kind of fight. 32 seconds just doesn't seem like enough. But at the same time, again, not the worst fight that we've ever seen. So where's the, where we go from here? I'm pretty sure they're going to be booking Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw rematch. TJ's calling for it. Henry said he wants it, but at 135, so he has a chance to get both belts this time. And, you know, I think you got to honor that request, you know. So uh, looks like the first time around, he wasn't able to get the negotiations. He wanted to do it at 135. They brought down TJ, but now, you know, I feel like you got to try to go after him. So we'll see. How that one plays out. And in the co-main event, we had Greg Hardy, who was very controversial this whole week. Uh, You know, everybody kept bringing up his domestic dispute, uh, domestic violence cases from five years ago or whatever. Uh, He took on Alan Crowder, who was another Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series winner. So I actually like this matchup. Crowder did have some more experience, but you wouldn't really be able to tell because I felt like Greg Hardy definitely held his own. But the fight ended up, as we know, ended in a disqualification. Uh, Greg Hardy threw an illegal knee while Crowder was down and was unable to continue. So Greg Hardy gets a loss here. So he's now 3-1. and one. He was fighting in a co-main event. I never agreed with that co-main event slot, but that's what they decided to do. Uh, I thought Cowboy would have been Cowboy versus Hernandez would have been a co-main event, but went with there. 
And, you know, we'll go ahead and see what, what happens with Greg Hardy. You know, I thought he definitely has some potential for somebody who's only 3-0. and I thought he looked pretty good against Alan Crowder. But we'll see what, what happens. Because Crowder seems to be getting a little bit of the better at certain points. But just with that knee, it's hard, it's hard to really say what's going to happen, of course. Uh, picking And then rounding out the rest of the card, we had Gregor Gillespie taking out Yancey Medeiros in a great fight. Uh, Joseph Benavidez and Dustin Ortiz. This is... You know, they said that it was a majority decision, 29-28. I thought Benavides versus Ortiz is probably one of the closest fights I think I've seen in a very long time. Um, and, you know, we've gotten a couple draws. I'm surprised this was not a draw, honestly. I don't know. I just I felt like it was very close. I feel like these guys could still be fighting right now. Like, if that was five round, it, it, who even knows what would have happened. But I just thought it was close from first minute to the last minute. Uh, in a rematch, both guys definitely did their homework, and I thought it was a great fight. Now, Paige Van Zandt took on Rachel Ostovich, who we all know was, um, you know, kind of in the highlight due to her own kind of domestic violence, uh, violence issues she was going through. And I thought she looked really good early on. These are both, uh, they're fighting at flyweight now, women's 125 pounds. And, you know, Paige Van Zandt, she, she did start off great. Rachel Ostovich definitely surprised her, I think, with the grappling and the takedowns. But Paige Van Zandt was able to come back. Got a nasty, nasty submission on her. Um, I think I, I saw Rachel Ostovich in a sling after the fight. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they really said if her, if her uh, arm was broken or not. But, um, you know, it, it's It's tough. Anytime that you kind of come out of injury, so I'll just see, you know, where where she kind of goes from here. But that's a big, big, either way, that's a big, big win for um, for Paige Van Zandt and see where she, she where she's at in the division right now. Uh, you know, are they going to do her versus Sevchenko? I don't know. That, that, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that one now that she's a flyweight champion over there. Um, but we'll go ahead and see. Now, rounding it off was... Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on Alexander Hernandez. Now, there was a light, uh, a lot of trash talk going up into this one from uh, Hernandez's side. You know, probably just building the fight up. Can't really blame him for that. You're taking on one of the legends in the sport. You know, you got to get people to watch it. So, wasn't really upset that he trash talked, but Cerrone really just shows that he's just a crafty veteran again, able to uh, take out Alexander. And, you know, it's funny. Immediately after that fight, he gets a tweet from, who else? Conor McGregor. Now, these guys were linked before, and I actually talked about this before. They were linked, and they were supposed to fight after Don Cerrone took out Mike Perry. Uh, now that Don Cerrone has another win, I guess he's saying he'll fight Cowboy. But, you know, I don't really think Conor has the bargaining chips that he thinks he does. Either way, the UFC is going to put that fight together. I know Cowboy wants that fight, probably a big payday before he heads out. Or if he wins, then that's a title shot right there. That's also what Cowboy was looking for. Uh, so I think that is a great fight to make, and I think they should really, really look into it. It's already got a lot of people hyped up, a lot of people talking about it. And, I, I you know, if that's not even a pay-per-view, that it's going to be pay-per-view, of course, if it's Connor. But think about it, that'll, that'll be a pay-per-view that not even for a title fight or anything. We'll see how much that does. But uh, I think it'll be a great fight. I would like to see these guys... In five rounds. I don't think three rounds is enough. I'd like to see him in five rounds. And I think that'd be a great fight to make. So we'll go ahead and see uh, if the UFC decides to go in that direction. So just to kind of wrap up the uh, rest of the news here, guys. Uh, apparently, 
you know, of course, TJ Dillashaw is calling for the rematch against Henry Cejudo, but now it is saying that they're going to be doing it. It looks like at Bantamweight, so it looks like Cejudo, uh, since he won the first one, they're looking to do the rematch at 135 pounds, so I think that'll be really interesting, and I think they probably have to start that rematch as soon as possible. I don't think they should do another fight, and, you know, if they're getting rid of flyweights, they probably won't do another fight anyway, so I think the rematch for Cejudo Dillashaw at 135 would be a good option um, to make next. And, you know, with that being said, guys, we also do have a big Bellator uh, show. I previously was kind of covering, uh, you know, the whole heavyweight tournament and how that played out and, you know, covered the Sun and Fedor and all the other Bellator shows. So the finale is actually this Saturday, um, January 26th, and... It's, it's going to be a good one. You got Fedor Emelianenko taking on Ryan Bader. Um, and, you know, we'll just see how that one plays out. Now, I'm actually going to be coming to you guys with another episode later on this week. So I will be covering that event and giving you my preview prediction for who I think is going to take it between Bader and Fedor. And, uh, you know, well, that, that's actually going to be another great event. And I'll cover that one as well. But as always, guys, really appreciate you listening to Phoenix Beatdown. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, and that's at uh, T Beatdown. Again, at T as in train beatdown. So go ahead and give me a follow on there, guys. Really appreciate anybody who, listen, uh, who listens to Phoenix Beatdown. And don't forget to check out the next episodes. Uh, but as always, thank you guys again, and take care.